giving yourself room to breathe. And at the same time, that pressure to perform, perform, perform was alleviated tremendously. So I think it's just finding those little hacks that make a big, big difference. Hi, and welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. I'm Jill Farmer, one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com, and I am so excited to be joined by Gabriella Dennery, MD, one of the other lead coaches at DocWorking.com. And today we are going to be talking about perfectionism. And Gabriella, I know some of my physician clients say, well, aren't we supposed to be perfect? Isn't that our job for our patients? And so why is perfectionism in physicians not always such a helpful trait? It's stressful. (laughs) Let me just put it right off the bat. The need to get that A plus all the time, get that letter of recommendation, get into a reputable residency program, pass the boards, et cetera, et cetera get more letters of recommendation, (laughs) et cetera, depending on your ambition, your aspirations, where you want to go, especially if you're on an academic track, you know, publishing, researching, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of pressure 24-7. And that pressure really starts early. It starts in undergrad when you're, you're thinking about getting into med school and what you need to get the grades to get through the MCATs, et cetera, et cetera. There's that philosophy, if you will. There's not only that drive, but it's accepted that somehow you have to be perfect. And there's a lot of self-judgment that goes around. If you don't quite make the mark in your own estimation, it's not even in somebody else's estimation. It's in your own estimation. After a while, it becomes so automatic that it's something that becomes part of you. In other words, if I don't get that A+, I was reading an article from a psychologist who was talking about therapy with a university student saying that they worked really, really hard to get that A+, and they wanted to get that A+, and they got it. And then at the end, they said, well, if it was really mine to have, you know, I shouldn't have had to work so hard for it. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? Instead of saying, yeah, I got my A+. So that need to be perfect, in other words, prevent yourself from even celebrating the wins, I think is, is so detrimental. And, you know, psychology research has shown that. This is associated with depression, with a suicide, suicidal ideations, anxiety, this chasing, 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 chasing what exactly? And so this becomes a given, particularly in physicians, particularly in you're taking care of other people. You don't want to make mistakes. You're taking care of other people. You want to make sure you get it right because somebody's life could be at risk. And so it's uh, trying to find that balance to say, you know what, 80% is enough. And to get to that conclusion, to get to that 80% is good enough, that takes some work. I tell you, from a personally, it was years of being able to undo that habit of being able to say, no, I don't have to be perfect. It has to be good. Why? And I'm going to add one more point, because I'm not the only one involved in that person's care. I'm not the only one who has ideas and opinions and thoughts about either that person's care or about how I even run my own life, because that spills over into personal life as well. You know, everything has to be done right, and I have to take care of everything. So to be able to say, you know what, no, let me enlist people because I can't take care of everything. I don't have all the ideas. Other people have other expertise that I can lean on. That was a big lesson for me personally as a physician and being able to deal with perfectionism at work and at home, because again, there's that spillover was to be able to say it's okay and literally have to say it over and over and over again. It's okay not to know and to have all the answers. And I don't need an A plus. <laughs> Sometimes a B or a C plus is fine. As long as I know I feel good about the result, it's okay. 
because then it's a standard that can never be met. I think, I mean, you bring up so many amazing points. And one of the things that stands out to me is that there is not just in academic medicine, but certainly in academic medicine, but I see it in other places too, this kind of culture of, well, what else can you do? You got to be perfect because we only want the best to be here and we only want the best for our patients. And we only want to have this idea that if you're taking care of your patient at your best possible level, that everything needs to be perfect. And what I had a beautiful experience of witnessing an insight for a physician who was in her 50s a few years ago and very burned out and really struggling with that at that point in her career, feeling like, what have I done all this for? I'm so exhausted. I don't care like I used to. And all the things that show up in burnout. And through our conversations, all of a sudden one day, her eyes opened really wide and she actually started weeping. And she said, this is the first time in my whole life since I can remember when I was trying to get straight A's in sixth grade, because I wanted to be a doctor someday, that I realized that I can want to do certain aspects of my life at a very, very high level of achievement, like taking care of the patient, like putting the extra in to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to take care of them. But I don't need to be at a hundred percent in most other parts of my life. She said, I know it sounds crazy, but it just didn't dawn on me. It's like, okay, if I'm giving away all the crap that's loaded up in my garage, I don't need to find the perfect place to take every box, right? I can get rid of it. Or if I need to feed my family, I don't need to have the perfect you know, mix of macronutrients. So our big joke was like, we used to talk about 80%. We were always like, Hey, did you let yourself do that at 51%? Because when she started to realize that that level of trying to pressurize herself with perfection in every other aspect was not allowing her to do the great job that she wanted to do in the one place where it mattered the most, you know, that level of excellence. And so that's the thing, I guess I would say, most importantly to everybody else listening is, can you get more nuanced, less of that distorted all or nothing thinking? Either I do it at hundred percent or I don't do it at all. Can you be more nuanced and really be curious about your own life and say, what are the areas where you're throwing in a lot more effort, right? If 51% is good enough, then the amount of time you spend to get up to hundred percent is incrementally and exponentially a lot higher. How can you play with that? Exactly. It really is about finding that balance and say, okay, you're right. Where do I need to be at my best? And it's okay for the house to be messy sometimes, you know. It's okay if the car needs to go to the car wash and it hasn't been to the car wash in three weeks, you know. I mean, who cares? Where are you at your best? There's that part, you know, of, for example, you know, have your opinion about him, but, you know, Zuckerberg wears the same gray t-shirts and jeans every day. <laughs> he doesn't focus on what to wear. He'll focus on what are the important decisions to be made. And so that too helps, I think, alleviate some of the, the not only the decision-making process, but just the stress that we put ourselves under by trying to make sure everything looks good and feels good. And I'm so grateful, I have to say, I'll be honest with you, I'm grateful I'm not in practice in this era of rating physicians online. And, you know, the little stars having to give you, oh, this physician has five stars and this one has three. I mean, <laughs> why? Because you waited half an hour more than you thought you should have. I mean, it's then that kind of adds, I think, to the stressors if a physician is going to pay attention to that as to whether or not that it impacts their practice, impacts their patients that come in the room, or whether or not they can fill their slots, et cetera, et cetera, because now there's that outside judgment and outside rating system that now applies to their work, which may have nothing to do with the quality of the work that they produce. So, you know, that 
added stress to me, I have to say I'm grateful I don't have to deal with that. I don't know how these young physicians deal with that right now. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it has to be right sized, <laughs> right? Because when it when it becomes new, and it's like if we put all of our stakes into those kind of you know reports. I worked in a past career in TV news, and we got definitely got rated and definitely got that kind of feedback. And it killed me when I was very young to not get to have, get everybody's you know multiple stars. And at some point, you're right. I had to right size that and say that can't drive me that extrinsic or external marker of my value is making me less effective and efficient. And so putting that into perspective, I think is an important tool. Another thing I want to say related to perfectionism with my physician clients is a lot of times what happens, physicians don't mean to do this, but what I see is they'll look at a situation where there's some factor within a situation has changed but they're trying to make the equation turn out the same, right? And I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> but, but we know in an equation, if we have an outcome, if the factors change, we're going to get a different outcome. Or if we want the same outcome, right, back to algebra, we're going to have to change the factors around so that we can achieve that outcome in the equation. And so a lot of times, even though the you know really smart and logical physicians will take situations where they want a certain outcome, but the factor has changed, like they're switching from paper to EHR, EMR records, and they want to have the same outcome. They want it to look exactly the same. And I've said, we got to change some factors here. You might need to have somebody else scribe for you. You might have to look at changing the schedule, even though I know that the insurance companies or the practice managers want it to be X number of minutes per patient. We've got to look at ways to, to move that around a little bit so that there's room to do some record keeping within the day. Because if we're not willing to change any of those factors, then we can't have the same outcome. And I think that's something that physicians that I see are really struggling or being pressurized, as you described earlier, or having the consequences that you described earlier from perfectionism. If they could take a look back, again, a trusted thinking partner, a coach, somebody else, and say, here's the factors, here's how this equation is working out. It's not working. How can you help me figure out some different factors in that equation to make it work better for everybody? Mm -hmm. And it goes back again to simplifying everything, as you talk about a lot as well, you know, simple, easy steps. And usually sometimes it's just one or two things that need to shift to then create an atmosphere, creating a situation that takes in these new factors into account, and at the same time makes it hopefully enjoyable a livable, it gives you more breathing room. And so again, it doesn't take a whole lot to make these little changes. And it doesn't take a whole lot to really break that perfectionism cycle simply by one little change, one little thing. So for example, one of the things that I used to do and I encourage my colleagues to do is to read their charts the night before, go over their schedules the night before and start pre-ordering everything. Order your labs, order your x-rays, order your consults and write the prescriptions, et cetera, et cetera, which then helped with record keeping. It also freed up the day and the, each individual visit because instead of having to deal with Mrs. Jones, who's on 20 medications and needs literally 45 minutes, but we're only scheduled for 15, instead of talking about 20 different things that she needs to take care of, we get to, since you know 19 of them were taken care of the night before, then I could focus on one or two. And for those physicians who did try it, it really made a massive difference. Again, one simple change, review the charts the night before, made a massive difference in the load in the next day. And giving yourself room to breathe 
And at the same time, that pressure to perform, perform, perform was alleviated tremendously. So I think it's just finding those little hacks that make a big, big difference. Yeah. And I think you have had the lived experience as a physician, and then you can really share that with your coaching clients. So if you are a perfectionist, I highly recommend you hop on the docworking.com website and consider getting some coaching from Gabriella directly on that, because I think it's a real superpower of yours to help people see where they're kind of caught in the spin cycle of perfectionism and to help them walk through it on the way out. I think that's really a gift of yours and a real resource for people who can use that support. Great conversation as always. I loved your ideas. Anything else that you want to add before we wrap up today, Gabriella? Well, I like what you said about nuance, creating that nuance, get that perspective, you know, that it doesn't have to be 100% everywhere. I think for me, that's the takeaway. So thank you, Jill. You're welcome. Yes, I know. It's a common psychological distortion a lot of us do. It's that all or nothing thinking. And recognizing that life is not really all or nothing. It's There's a lot of in-between is a powerful perspective shifter or lens for us to consider. Thank you so much for the conversation and your expertise. Gabriella Dennery, MD, one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com. I'm Jill Farmer. Thank you all so much for being with us on DocWorking, the Whole Physician Podcast. And we will see you next time. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number 1. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast.